What's up, everybody? Another episode. Got Tyler here, Colin. Um, we are ready to go again. It's been a couple days. Time goes by fast, but we are gearing up now for uh, the game this weekend, Iowa-Nevada, a game where I think Iowa just needs to go out and dominate to kind of boost some morale within the program and with the fan base. I mean, it's just, it seems like it's negative. Everything's just kind of just falling apart and we kind of need this weekend. And and, and if we walk out of this weekend, not feeling good, then it's going to be a long year. And even if we do look good, I mean, yes, it's just one game, but at, like I said, at least it kind of boosts um, everybody up a little bit. So uh, Tyler back again, what's going on, man. Hopefully you had a good day. We're recording this on a uh, Wednesday night. So. Yeah, what's up, man? Uh, yeah, you kind of, kind of said it. I, I think we've had a couple of weeks now with quite a bit of negative talk around the, surrounding the offense here at, at Iowa, and obviously this is this is the week to get back on track if you're, if there's a if there is such a thing, right? Yeah. So, um, yeah, it'll be interesting. We'll get into the game, and then obviously we'll talk about, you know, some other things that happened this week in the press and yeah, and, and things that either, you know probably kind of annoyed us but we'll get to that yeah well well we're, we're gonna start with that uh kind of the kf press conference from yesterday and then we'll get into the iowa nevada uh preview and prediction and then we'll do our mailbag got a couple questions or more than a couple but we got some questions and then we'll get into our wager winners uh i think last week or at this uh, did you go positive i think you did you went three and two yeah. i went i went two and three so I didn't have as good of a, but I'm, I'm, I'm even so far this season. So we'll get into that here coming up. So let's start off first with Kirk Ferentz's press conference. Um, I thought it was just, I hated it. And I, and I was actually half tempted to make an emergency press or emergency <sighs> podcast last night. Cause I was so just frustrated with what Kirk had to say. He was dodging questions. He was not really giving any insight. I, I gave, I mean, I've been saying this for the last couple of weeks, how I, I hate how the media doesn't question some of the stuff. And they actually did yesterday. It was actually cool to see. And then you just saw Kirk just completely, like I said, um, Chad likes to go. Yep. And we'll, we're, we're going to get into that here soon. So for me, it was just him doubling down on what he, is what he wants. It was almost kind of like a giant F you to the fan base. Um, we all know now he's going with Spencer Petrus. I saw Tyler Kluber um, on Twitter say something about that he supports the decision of him going with Petrus. And I, and I get it where it's like one of those things where, yeah, you're playing, it's the easiest game on the schedule. Give him one last chance. Um, you know, maybe it will, you know, I, I don't know. But the way I look at it is you need a, <laughs> two bad performances. You need to give Padilla a chance. But I said it on last episode. I said, you know, I don't, I can totally see Kirk set, uh, sticking with Petrus mainly because if Padilla did look good, which I think any quarterback would look good at going up against Nevada, it's going to look bad on the coaching staff's part and sp- especially Ference's part, uh, playing, you know, not playing Padilla the last two weeks. So I figured it was going to be Petrus. So I get where Tyler Kluver is coming from. Um, I get kind of both sides, but I just think you're, you're looking at the stats, you, you got to go with the other guy. Yeah, I hundred percent agree. I mean, like Petrit. So, like, isn't Tyler's Kluver's stance like he 
he doesn't he wants Petrus to start because that way if he looks bad then okay then you pull him because it's the easiest game in the schedule or something like that it's yeah yeah it was more just like you know you got to give you know it since it is the easiest game in the schedule give him one final one more shot you know against this team like this but see what if is, something can happen but yes okay, I so, and that's where I don't I I, so, I agree yeah. with him but I don't because it's like well it's easy I mean no any quarterback no because what right what does that do for the for this offense what does that do that no. gives him confidence that he can beat Nevada. Like, I don't need Spencer Petras to prove he can beat Nevada. If we can't beat Nevada on Saturday, yeah, we have worse problems. But my thing is, let's have this – let's give this start to Padilla. Let's have it be his nice, clean warm-up game, four quarters of football. Four big see 10 how conference he play. does – and, and we all expect him to do well against Nevada, either one of them. And I should say do well. I should put that in quotations because what is doing well. But look good. Look good. Look clean, hopefully, against Nevada. And then right. That's a good warm-up game for conference play. That it's Rutgers, I believe. So I, I don't but know. See, Ferris doesn't want that, though, because if no, he look good, then it's going to be the fan base. Because he doesn't want to. That's one I know. Thing with, he, with his pride His pride is, is all-time high. Yeah. And I told you this how many weeks like on this podcast is the the pride of the coaching staff is what really annoys me because it's like okay then that's really not about the team it's about your own pride and your own stubbornness like you said and it's like i mean i, I understand everyone has spencer petrus's back in the locker room what are they supposed to say though yeah they're gonna I mean, they're gonna on. say that and 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 we haven't had this type of fan reaction i i don't know the way i mean have we ever i don't know i think but it's I think- yeah, and well, and I, I get why he wants to do his own thing. I I know that because he's this old minded coach that's like I'm going to do what I want. I do it works. Listen, I don't need Spencer Peters to go out and throw for 300 yards against Nevada. I need him to go 300 yards against Rutgers. That's what yep. I need. Um, I just don't know. I haven't seen it in two games so far this season, or in like the last nine, or in the last ten and, ten games. Yeah, one touchdown, I, nine picks. I think so. this is. I think it just falls. I, lately, I've been so hard on beat on Brian, which is fair. I mean, fair criticism. Um, he definitely should not be OC. But the more I think about it, and especially after watching the press conference yesterday, this is all on Kirk. Like, yeah. I think it's so. Someone asked him, I don't know who it was, but some reporter asked him if it's kind of unanimous call for him to be starting quarterback Spencer Petras, and he said something along the lines of like, "I'm not going to answer that question" or something right, like that. Right, right, right. So yes, it, all the coaches agreed, and, and he's like, yeah, I'm not going to answer that. And it's almost kind of like I feel like it's yeah. it's literally like it's Kirk's call. And right, I was listening to another podcast with David Eichhorn and uh, Sean Bach of our back of whatever on twenty four seven, and they were talking about that uh, today. Where if you go back and listen to Brian Ferentz's, uh press conference from last week, he was kind of saying, you know, the protection was there. He was saying, I mean, you could almost tell what he was saying is like, you know, Petrus didn't play a good game and we should give the chance to Badia. And I almost kind of feel like in David Icourt kind of agree or thought, you know, I think maybe Brian Ferentz does want Padilla to start, but it's not his call. It's all Pete. It's all Kirk Ferentz. And so I'm willing to bet that some of the coaching staff, I'm sure it's mixed, but I'm sure there's, there yeah. is, especially Brian Ferentz and Brian Ferentz, he's offense coordinator. He should have the say. Um, but I think it just comes down to, I think it's K, KF's call. And that's why I said, this is all on KF. He's the one that is completely just burning this entire thing to the ground. It's not a good look. We're getting embarrassed by 
national media. You know, hell, they're making uh, cameos of Fran McCaffrey yeah. and Bob Stoops. We're on every college football talk show. We're we are. You know, we're just we're embarrassed for all the wrong right reasons. Now. Yep. And, well, and and I want to throw this in there really quick. And I, I I know we've said this, but but here's like the point that I think me and you try to make. It's like we're not like super excited about the possibility of Alex Padilla starting. We just want to see change. Some change. Yep. Prove prove the theory wrong that Alex Padilla is worse than, than Spencer Petras. Maybe he isn't as talented or whatever, whatever the reason is, but maybe that's what the offense needs is just a different face out there. Just a yep. different guy in the huddle, different guy calling the plays, little, little spark. You know, you, you never know what can happen. We saw like we talked about the Northwestern game last podcast. It, it to me, it just, it, it doesn't, it can't be worse. Right No, And, and so Here's the thing, like I I will um take KF's word about the whole practicing and Petrus looking way better than Padilla, which is fine. But once again, practice is way different than a game. Plus, like you go back to like Kids Day, and I remember watching that Kids Day, or I, I rewatched most of the highlights. That was a practice, and Padilla looked fine. I mean, he didn't look yeah. bad. And I get that was a one time, but it's just like there's no way Padilla looks that bad during practice. There's just no what? way. Well, that's the thing. What is the difference between Spencer and Padilla in practice? Yeah, it ha- it, it must be a it must be just night and day, and I I don't get it that either. It, I I mean, what what's going on? Is he throwing five picks of practice? I don't know. Yeah, I, I yeah, who knows? I mean, like I I don't get it. And when you can obviously I, we don't get to see that, but yeah. I'm just saying. And like last year, the whole thing was like you know because Spencer Peters is a game manager. Well. He's thrown nine interceptions the last nine games. Like, how is that a being a game manager? That's what I said. I mean, so it just a game manager. It doesn't make much sense at all. So I'm going to play here because um, once again, credit goes to the media yesterday, Chad and Scott and and David Icourt. You know, they press, they pressed Kirk Ferentz on this whole body of work thing of Petrus's body of work. And he really didn't say much. He was, he was almost kind of rattled by the video. So I'm actually going to play it here. Uh, for anyone that hasn't listened to it, or if you have listened to it, you're gonna you're gonna hear it again because it is. Yeah, this um, is in reference to Kirk. Kirk keeps keeps talking about Spencer's body of work, and as as and that's a a reason or an explanation as to why he still started. Yeah, so I'm gonna I'm gonna share it, Tyler. I don't know if you will be able to hear this or not. You might okay. be able to. I don't know if we can talk during it. I don't, I just don't know how this works. We'll just I'm let gonna, it play. Yeah, I'm gonna let it play here. So let's let's see here. Computer audio. Okay. Uh, taken away the Northwestern game, which obviously Spencer couldn't go in. I mean, your point totals in his last six starts are seven, seven, three, seventeen, seven, and seven. How is that? How does that body of work? Well, give it to me again. Taken away which? Northwestern, which he didn't. Right. Yeah. He played like a couple of guys, but seven, seven, three, seventeen, seven, seven. Those are your point totals. What was the bowl game score? 2017. So 17. That was the 17. That had three picks. So I'm just saying, what you say the body of work is there, but that's the body of work. Mm-hmm. One TD, nine interceptions, the last 10 games, whatever it is. And then there's Alex, you know, 27 against Minnesota, 33 against Illinois. Like, how does that? That's, just, that's our assessment. Yeah, that's our assessment. And those are those are good points. But we're looking at the whole thing, and that's that's our assessment right now. So yeah, um, that's their assessment. That's, that's his their, assessment right now. He didn't so, know what to say. No, he was and rattled. He, well, he was rattled. and I love how during the middle of it, 
so he's like he's like doing the scores right like chad's like okay seven seven ten and then he just randomly what was the bullet game score like that doesn't yeah that doesn't matter i mean like, like so it's almost we like lost like, yeah and, he and was it was like, al- like it was 17 yeah yeah wow. That or if he just wanted, you know, because I, I know I do it sometimes where like it's like I don't really want to answer a question, so I kind of ask a question to yeah. kind of hope that it kind of you know maybe change go, the subject goes or, a different yeah. way. Right. Um. So, so yeah, that I was just like, oh my god, when I and you could just tell how pressed he was, and then pretty much yeah, his assessment it goes back to, it goes back to practice, right? It goes yeah. back to practice. The fans. Well, that that whole question and segment right there, that scares me as an Iowa fan. Yeah. I don't know about you. There there was no explanation. It's like, what are we doing here? Tyler. And I and I agree. I finally I'm I'm glad someone in the media finally held somebody accountable and they held Kirk accountable in, in the press conference, the weekly press conference, and he had no idea how to respond yep. to that. And and I think that that's really telling and that's really scary. He's uh, I'm going to play the f- famous clip here. He's talking about practice. Ready? I mean, it, listen, we're talking about practice, not a game, not a game, not a game. We're talking about practice, not a game, not a, not not the game that I go out there and, and die for and play every game like it's my last. Not the game. We're talking about practice, man. I mean, how silly is that? I mean, we're talking about practice. I know I'm supposed to be there. I know I'm supposed to lead by example. I- just, just too. Fun. Shout out I AI. Mean, yep, it's just, it's just too good. It's spot on. It is, yeah. It's like we're we keep bringing up this whole practice thing, and it just, and I get it. We we're not there as fans to see it. I, I get there with this entire group every day. They should know more than us. I'm not saying that we know more than them. I'm not saying that, but what we do, what we as fans see is the game and i get it it's a whole it's a entire thing you know our offense the reason why it's dead last right. in the country it, it's in you know it's more than just petrus is bad but it kind of starts there you yeah. know when when you're when you're overthrowing guys you're you know missing easy targets like i'm sorry that's on the quarterback i get it offensive line has not played well our receivers aren't there like i get that i get all that but we've had times this year, both the South Dakota State and the Iowa State game, where we've had wide open guys, guys that are open, and Peters just simply misses. And that's what annoys me. That's what bothers me. I mean, I'm sure he's making those he's I'm sure he's making those throws in practice, but once again, it's practice. We're talking about practice, right? I mean, yeah, when you don't have 70,000 fans or you're not, you know, you don't have to worry about getting hit because you're wearing the red jersey. Or, you know, in some right. some cases, there's probably some practices where you're not fully padded. Right. So you're only wearing, yeah. you know, shorts and, you know, you know, and maybe, I don't know. It might. Yeah. I mean, you're probably wearing maybe, you know, just maybe just shells or whatever. something light. Yeah. And, and, and that's the thing. Like we, we, we've seen too much evidence out on the field dating even back to last year, obviously when our offense was bad, but not even this bad. And we were still saying we were still having the same questions. And now that we've, physically cannot put the ball in the end zone or specifically throw the ball and get it in the end zone. It is now time to, to mix it up. And and I, this week, I don't know, Colin, I don't know about you, but this whole like sound bites you get from Kirk and I just feel like this, the fan supports it's dwindling. Yep. It no, really it is. is. It really is. And then the whole Petrus thing, I don't have the clip of it, but you know, he talks about business as usual. Um, and I, 
that really annoyed me too. So that actually prompted me to make a slideshow that I'm going to show here for all the people out on YouTube um, that are listening to this on YouTube. I, uh, it's just kind of a random thing, but if you're listening to this podcast, I would suggest listening on YouTube because it's kind of, we like to share the screen a lot. So, but yeah. if not, um, you know, you can find us on other places, but here we go. So I'm going to share the screen here. Um, and we are going to look at the thing I made of the Iowa's offense. So as you can see here, um, it's, you know, burning up in flames. It's trash. Looks um, like a bit of I a dumpster saying, fire, if you yeah, will. <laughs> I hate, I hate it. I hoping that, you know, this weekend we can put some, you know, water in there. Hopefully it's not just little drops where it's not going to do much. Hopefully, you know, it's a, it's a big giant thing of water. Um, and maybe we can kind of burn, you know, let it kind of, you know, we gotta, we gotta put out a flame or two to yeah. start, right? Like we gotta start bit. somewhere. We gotta start somewhere. All right. So. Spencer Petras is starting, sticking with his body of work. So let's let's look at some of the facts here because, you know, that's what we do here on uh, Hawk Talk on Melrose. So, so far this year, he's 23 for 51, 45%. What was the goal again for the season when, you know, BF <laughs> was trying to talk like 60%? I think he was trying to get to that 60%. Well, he's yeah. 15% off, which that isn't is... very good. 201 no. total yards passing. That should be like, that's like, for most quarterbacks, that's like a, a half. Is that a half? Yeah. Or maybe three quarters. Right. Zero touchdowns. Two interceptions. Body of work. Ready? Right? Ten offensive points scored in eight quarters so far this year. That's offensive points. Obviously, we've scored 14 total this year, but 10 have been on the offense. One touchdown, right? Right. 3.4 QBR. I mean, that's a pretty good GPA, 3.4. I, I mean, I'll take that. <laughs> Uh, but in terms of for quarterback uh, rate, not very good. He's ranked 130th out of 131 players um, in college football. One What's touchdown. The, is the is the other guy like got some serious like mental? Ooh. Like I don't what I don't get it because what I don't know how anyone's worse than that. I'll be honest. But or did he get hurt? <laughs> I don't know. One touchdown, nine interceptions in nine games. And, uh, yeah, that, that's, that's the body of work that Brian Ferentz is talking about and business as usual. Now I know Kirk Ferentz didn't say this business as usual, but Spencer did. And, and kind of with what people are with what Ferentz said yesterday during the presser, it was almost as if once again, doubling down business as usual. Here are the facts about this on the offense. Total offense is last in the country. 131st, 150 yards per game or 158th, uh, 158 yards per game. Yeah. Colorado State's at 130th team that we beat last year. You know, a team that, you know, is in what? The Mountain West, not very good. 130th. So they're almost, what, like 70 yards more than us? Um, yeah. So a huge jump from 131st to 130th. My God. Scoring offense. We are last again, 131st. Seven points per game. New Mexico State, who is terrible at 130th, 8.3. This same team played Nevada. Week one, Incarnate Word put up 55 points against Nevada. This team couldn't even get to like, I think they scored. Well, yeah, I mean, I think it was like eight points against Nevada. So, yeah, yeah. this team is terrible. And I, I don't even think they scored at all at Minnesota. Uh, third down conversions, 124th at 25%. No wonder we, you know, no wonder we have so many My three God. and outs. Completion percentage, right? We want to get to 60%, but we are at 45%, which ranks 126 in the nation. First downs, we are dead last. We only have 21 first downs in, in, once again, in eight quarters. That's 131st in the country. 
passing offense, we are 127th. Uh, we are averaging 100, a little over 100 yards uh, per pass. Rushing offense, or passing yards per game. Rushing offense, uh, 127th at a little over 57 rushing yards per game. And then red zone offense, uh, 33%, 129th in the country. Once again, um, you take a look, it's like, yeah. So that is the slideshow um, that I made that I thought was um, just kind of spot on because it kind of goes with, you know, this whole body of work, this whole business as usual. Well, how can you say all that stuff when the facts are right there? It comes down to just being prideful, being stubborn. Um, and I just think at the end of the day, you got to make the best football choice. You can't just try to double down and try to be right and try to piss off the fan base. You got to make the best football choice. Every other program as of right now would have made the switch. Um, I, there's no, there's no denying that. Like there's no other program that would not have made the switch. And then in, in terms of Brian Ferentz, like I said, it's all on Kirk. It's Kirk's offense. I get that. But once again, every other program would have fired BF by now. Um, you just look at his body of work in the last five years. And then you, you take the, these last two games. I mean, hell, we just saw Scott Frost get fired, right? Like, right. you know, his body of work. And then the start of this year, <clears> then <throat> nothing but bad, right? You know, yep. one in two. So with, with Brian, it's okay. Five years of body of work. And then it's like, oh, now we're starting the sixth year and it's absolutely terrible. So, yeah. Colin, I, real quick here. I, I sent you this already, but I'm going to, I'm going to pose it as more of a rhetorical question. So I want you to answer it literally. Cause I know, you know, the answer. So, Navy, the Navy football program. What what kind of offense do they run? Um, triple option. Yeah, so they they run for like, hundreds yeah. and hundreds of yards a game. Navy has more passing yards at two hundred thirty four. Yeah, than I, Iowa two hundred one this season. Do you know how many completions Navy has? Eight. Oh, that's God. a stat. That, that I is, shared with you, and I know you. I mean, it's it's a crazy, it's a crazy stat that puts into perspective how bad we actually are throwing the football. Yeah, terrible, um, trash. It, it's bad, and then and I wanted, I had another thing on here, Colin, uh, really quick. It's just basically a, a quote that summarizes just how pathetic this really is. So, basically, you know, Riley Moss came out and kind of defended. Uh, this week, you know, as a player probably should, his teammate and Spencer. Um, so some offensive players apologized to defensive guys for their shortcomings and took responsibility for the Hawkeyes losing 10 to 7 against Iowa State last week. Um, and, and Riley Moss said, you know, I told him it's not your fault. He said, it's a team game. It could have come down to us. We allowed a touchdown. If they didn't score a touchdown, we would have won the game. When you start oh getting into God. it, it's their person's fault, that person's fault. The team divides, and we're a lot worse because of that. That's not what we're trying to do. So I agree with the last part. I understand why he did it. But to to have to justify yourself yeah. and, to, and no. to say to say that we allowed a touchdown so we 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 are just as responsible is the dumbest thing I've ever heard, and it's the fakest thing I've ever heard. So I don't get it. I mean, everything everything we're talking about is super negative and I, it just it seems to get it to keep it's, getting worse. Yeah, it's just it keeps getting more embarrassing. <clears throat> it and, does. Like that quote is embarrassing to me. Yeah, that your your star corner on a defense that's a top. I don't know. I, I don't know the numbers. Probably top five, top ten defense right now. After two weeks, 
is coming sure. out saying that yeah. we gave up a touchdown and we are equally responsible. Possible. That is that's a guy that really has your back, Spencer. Yeah. And I, I don't know. That's well Tyler, maybe third time's a charm. You know, we go from week one to week two, nothing happened. Maybe from week two to week three, we see we see some uh some changes, but I, I highly doubt it. <laughs> um yeah, it's yeah, just no, this I, entire no, thing is just not. um completely like I said, it, it's it's unbelievable. Three weeks ago right now, we are like we had a feeling that there might have, you know, the offense might be bad, but we never knew. We we would never have guessed that this this is where we'd be at, you know, no. two weeks in. It, it just unbelievable how bad. I mean, we thought last year was was bad. We thought right. We, I mean, we thought the last five years were were bad. I would take the last five years offense, um, or even last year's offense any day over what's what's going on in this. Well, year. I mean, I we are it. literally the worst, worst offense. Yeah. Like and, I. I couldn't believe I can't believe that. And I totally get it. You know, we I mean, I, I get where the people that are defending, yeah, we don't have our two top two receivers. And I do think once we get them back, it should look maybe a tad bit better, but it's way more than just that. It is way more than just not having your two best receivers out there. Right. It is way more. I mean, yes, that is a factor. Don't get me wrong. That is a factor, but it's there's way more to this problem than that. One last thing I want to I want to share before we get into the Nevada game is I'm going to share this clip as well. This is uh, Rob – or no, Chad – no, Chad actually asked this. Spencer Petras on Iowa not throwing the ball downfield much so far this season, which I think – have we even th- – I don't even think we've thrown the ball down the field once. Like, you know – Talked about it last now. week. I we, think – We didn't throw a pass over 15 yeah. yards or so here's, on Sunday. It, here, here's what Petras had to say about that. I'm going to share – or I'm going to, uh, once again, share the, the screen here. So – or share the sound. about downfield throws is it just not time uh, we not, haven't been able to attempt many of those this year not time um, to throw yeah i mean that's uh i'll let the head coach answer that one um i you know i think that um there's opportunities for it uh but yeah it's, it's a good question i don't okay. really have a good answer for it okay. i had no idea i never how to heard that. that yep I never like literally no idea speak. what i what i want to say with that notice how Petrus referred to the head coach. Right. He was confused. Kirk, he he kind of threw him under the bus. And I think I literally think it's it's come down to I think be what Brian Ferentz is doing is what Kirk Ferentz tells him to do. Because if you go back and you look at all the offenses, I told I told Dewey this the other day. Alex asked me, he was like, What what do you want to see change? And I and I kind of said what I said on the last podcast where you need to bring in an outside OC, but you gotta say Kirk Ferentz needs to go out and say they have full control. Because you go back in his 20 years of being at, at Iowa, we've had three different OCs and they've all been the same. And you can't tell me all three are the same. It's all right. been the same because it's all Kirk Ferentz's offense is what he wants to do. Um, so I just think it's KF dictating everything. I don't think, you know, the fact that Petrus couldn't even answer that. Once again, we get so mad at Petrus, but it's it's literally all on the coaching. It's a dykeman on the coaching. It's, you know, yeah. it's all that. And he, Which he is even, weird because it, I would – think coaching is a strong suit here at Iowa or has been yeah well it has been besides besides the offense well yeah no, I, I, I just but no I'm saying I'm saying like right like usually you know we could we could speak highly of Kirk you know and 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 guys like that obviously Brian's not you know we don't speak highly of him very often but no you're right dude I 
it's 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 interesting he goes and says the head coach like you said instead of Bryant like instead of Bryant yeah I think that's very telling and you know in these close games I, I just I feel like Kirk's like oh we got to be ultra conservative can't can't be risking throwing the ball it's like dude what if, isn't yeah. one of Spencer's best attributes his like strong arm exactly what, what are we doing what well, I, I mean yeah I, it's like listen I just asked the questions here I obviously don't expect competent answers because clearly we're not getting that so i just think that at the end of the day yeah like it's i think we can we can keep having this discussion i just think um to wrap it up i yeah it's it's kf dictating everything i think we can get mad at peachers we can get mad at brian um we can you know you know want peachers off the field but it's not his fault he's out there I mean, yeah, he, I mean, he's a, you know, he wants to be out there. Don't get me wrong. I, I've seen, you know, people, some people say, you know, he just, he should just go to the coaching staff. It's like, he's not going to do that because, you know. Right, like bench himself. Yeah. No, he's not going to do that. And so he's going to keep going out there until the coaching staff does it. So it, it, don't get mad at him. Get mad right. at Kirk. I mean, and don't even really get, I mean, I'm to the point where it's like, I, I don't like Brian either, but it's like, it, this is all on Kirk. This entire thing just falls on Kirk. So um, if you're gonna get mad at someone, get mad at at KF. So, all right, let's get into the Iowa Nevada game a little bit. We'll talk very briefly about this game. Uh, Nevada, uh, they're two and one on the season. They lost last week to Incarnate Word, which is I've never even heard. The only reason why I've heard of this team is because I would say it was supposed to play yeah. a couple years back, and then it got canceled or something like that. They uh, they beat Incarnate or they lost Incarnate Word last week, fifty five to forty one. They gave up at six hundred sixteen yards and 8.9 yards per play to this team. So, I mean, safe to say Nevada's defense is terrible, and safe to say this is why this this is the easiest schedule or game on the schedule. Uh, Nevada, they lost their coach from last year. I think he went to Colorado State, and with that, they lost a lot of players, um, transfer a lot of transfers to Colorado State, or just a lot of guys going to the NFL. I think, well, Packers receiver, wide receiver, I didn't realize this, but. Yeah, Packers Romeo Dobbs. Yeah. Yep, he's from Nevada. So they lost a lot of talent from last year. Um, they prefer to run the ball. They've, they've rushed 138 times this year to 86 passes, which once again, I think, you know, we're pretty good at stopping the run. So that should, that should help us. I'm not really, I'm not even really concerned about the defense at all. I'm not even, no. it's like, why even talk about the defense? Um, the thing with Nevada though, with how bad their defense is, they do have a, I think it, sh- it should be, I think it's a 12 or nine to two turnover margin this season, which ranks yeah. internationally. They, and they have seven too. interceptions, which is tied for most in the land. So for how bad their defense is, they do have a, a decent secondary that can turn the ball over. And I, I want to say that because it's like, they don't really have a decent secondary because when you give up that many yards to an incarnate word, your secondary can't be that good, but they are good at getting the, that turning the ball over at least. So um, once again, this entire game i think is a tune-up game for a big 10 play i'm not saying that whatever happens it's going to dictate the rest of the year but at least if if you can go out there and and look halfway decent number one it it provides a little bit of confidence because right now i'm at i'm to a point where whenever the offense trots out on the field i just automatically assume it's a three and out or i just automatically assume it's going to go bad and i hate that like i I wish i wish we could go out there like for example when the vikings played the packers this weekend Every time the Vikings went out there, you even though not every single drive results in a touchdown or points, but you just felt good about like you yeah. you felt good like okay like you felt like you had confidence that something with something good was going to happen this drive. 
Now the defense for Iowa, that's, I mean, I do feel that almost every drive. Like I feel really good. And, and I love when the defense goes out there because they are a strong point, but I wish the offense, I could at least have just some sort of a feeling where it's like, okay, I feel good. I feel good about this driver. I feel like we're going right. to score a touchdown here. I never feel that. I, or I haven't felt that this year <clears throat> and certainly didn't feel it last year either. And it, it really does suck. Um, I think this point spread is minus 23. And speaking of which, we just had one of our buddies text, like he didn't realize that the spread was minus 23. And I want to text him back and be like, you don't realize how bad Nevada is. I mean, that's the reason. I'm not saying that we're going to cover, but it goes to show how bad Nevada is. I mean, they are t- a right. terrible team. But they are 5-0 and against the spread in the last five road games. So it's one of those things where if I was going to bet this game, I'm not going to. It's like, do I bet Nevada plus 23? And if I lose, well, that means that we you know, we must have done a decent job. I mean, it's like one of those things. I don't know. And the under 6-0 right. in the Hawkeyes' last six non-conference games – and I know you will, we're getting the pick I know you took the under and that's not a bad bet either. Cause it's like, until we see it and yeah. you know, the trends are six and oh, so got to go under. So I just get the end of the day. This is a uh, game. I said, at the beginning of this episode, uh, they just need a, almost just like a blowout to, to boost the morale inside and outside the facility of Iowa football. Um, before we start big 10 play. Cause like I said, if we can go out and let's just say, and I'm not saying this is going to happen because I just don't see it happening. I hopefully, you know, we go out and we actually do dominate and our offense actually looks decent. Not saying the year is just like automatically. Okay. Magically different, but at least like going into like the Rutgers game, I'll feel a little bit better because yeah. if we look shitty again, man, like how, how can I feel any sort of confidence going into the Rutgers game? And if I don't feel it, how can the players feel any sort of confidence? So we need this game. We need it, Tyler. We need to win um, by a by a good margin to at least just get something back. So um, I'm just gonna say Iowa wins um, thirty to three. Um, and man, that that might almost be too many points. That's just me going off of three touchdowns and maybe three field goals, and that almost feels like too much. I don't see Nevada scoring more than just maybe a field goal. Um, I, I don't think if if South Dakota State can't score a touchdown. Um, if Iowa State struggled, I don't see how this Nevada team is going to be able to put any points up on the board. So I see maybe getting one field goal because maybe we get an interception because maybe Petrus does something stupid or a fumble and they're already <coughs> you know in plus territory. So Iowa 30, Nevada 3. All right, Tyler, let me hear yours. All right, so we were, we were pretty dead on. I, I have it 27 to 6. Um, so a couple of opportunities to – to maybe get in field goal range for Nevada. They have a really good kicker. Um, I, I, think I, was I a, didn't know that. Yeah. Nominated to like the, like best kicker award. So I, I, I tacked on two field goals. Um, maybe they get in, in range. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe, you know, something like that. I don't know. I'm not going to predict Iowa to go over 30 until I see it. Um, so this is the week to do it. Um, yep. and yeah, if you can't do it this week, you can't ever do it. So no. it's, it's the easiest game on the schedule. What, what you were referencing though, I think we need to kill this team. Like, yeah. absolutely kill like I, like, like, I think, like, like 40 if we to only, nothing. Yeah, like, if we won, like, 24 to 3 or 6, like, yeah, we won. We put up 20. But, like, even 27 that, to 6 doesn't... is a boring, gross score to me. Like, yeah. I, I hate that score. I'm going to go with it because our offense has not done jack shit all year. Yeah. And until I see it, I, I can't be unrealistic about it. But I, I really think 40, 45, nothing would be would do a whole lot of confidence, a whole lot of good for this team. Maybe it's all looks for, for Rutgers. Maybe it's, you know, what has really changed? I don't know because you're playing such an easy team, but at least 
you can say that they have confidence going into Big Ten play, like you mentioned. Yeah. And yeah, I'm I'm hoping, you know, I'm I'm obviously going to the game. Tyler, I wish you were going. You have a wedding this yeah, have a weekend. Wedding this weekend. Um I, I'm to the point where like I'm not even really excited to go. Now well, once we get closer, I get there, tailgating. It's a night game. Night game. Um, I mean and, 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 and I will say, like, I, I am interested to see, you know, have we have we progressed? Have we done anything? Will we do anything different? Yeah. I mean, some of those questions I still am interested to, to find out and yeah. As, at the end of the day, trying to be positive here, the season isn't over. I mean, like, no. you know, losing Iowa State sucks. We haven't done it since, you know, 2014. So, it, you know, I can't – it's been so long and I don't really remember the feeling of, you know, just kind of starting the right. season off having a loss. But, you know, you got to you win your – I mean, it's – the Big Ten Conference is where it all matters. And so – Right. Um, but I – and, I, and it, I – yeah. And I think that's why me and you really want to see Padilla – because we we've seen how our offense is right now and it's not good. And, it, and yep. we, we might still be having that little sliver of hope that we could maybe compete in the big 10 with our defense, with our special teams. And if our offense is just mediocre enough, we could maybe win some of these close games and, and actually compete in some of these games where right now, I just don't feel don't, that we're yeah. going to be competitive. Well, I will say this. We so keep, maybe, maybe it'll turn it around this week. I don't we know. We keep thinking like, okay, when's it going to be when Padilla plays? And I, and I, I think, okay. I'm going to say this because I've had no confidence last two weeks, but I do think if, like, the first half, if Petrus looks really bad against this Nevada team, then yeah. you, you have to put in Padilla. Like, I don't care what happens. You have to put in Padilla. If Petrus looks bad and Padilla doesn't get in this game, you might as well just say Petrus is the starter until he gets injured. Yep, exactly. So. All right, let's 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 get into uh, the mailbag here. We got uh, some questions here. The first one from Jake. Knowing what we know about the Iowa team after two weeks, not good, but uh, especially the offense, what is your guys' expectation as the season progresses? So start with what you want to say. I mean, I I would say kind of just like kind of what I just said. Like, I guess it depends, depends on if we can actually make adjustments, if we can get guys healthy, and if Spencer continues to play as bad as he does, are we going to make a change? Yeah. Um, right now, obviously it's, it's, it's not looking great. Um, I mean, if we will, if we continue to be the worst offense in college football, we are not getting to six wins. We're not going to become bowl eligible. I will say that right now. No. Cause we, we, well, if you, if you didn't listen to the last episode, um, go back and towards the end, we, we kind of go through the schedule and we're like, I don't see, I mean, I see the Nevada win. I see maybe Northwestern at home, maybe Illinois on the road, but then the rest of the games, it's like, yeah, if we don't if we don't improve on There's offense, we're, we're not putting up points. Yeah, yeah, we're not <laughs> we're not beating these teams. We're not beating, um, you know, Michigan at home. Um, we're not, yeah. you know, I, I never well, I I shouldn't say um for the Michigan, but the Ohio State game, I I always chalk that up as a loss. So like that, but the Michigan game before the season, I actually felt pretty confident because I yeah, thought you we know both and, did. you know we're at home with our defense, and I and this is when I thought the offense would be decent or a halfway decent average, and I thought you know. Maybe we have a chance. And I was talking to Brad today, and you know, he brought up we talked about the Michigan game, and I I was surprised. He's like, "Oh, you don't think we we can, you know, upset Michigan?" I'm like, "No," because what's going? Because he's like, "With our defense," I'm like, "No," because what's going to happen is Michigan's gonna, you know, that they're gonna get like a couple like big plays, and the yeah. next thing you know, it's fourteen to zero, and it's like the second Death quarter, the and the, the you are the the fans are 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 done for because they they know that we're not going to be able to come back so like yeah. the atmosphere's dead 
And by then it's just, yeah. And then next thing you know, we get in the second half and they just put up some more points. And the next thing you know, they win 40 to three or seven, kind of like the big 10 championship game. Cause right. I think if they get up by two touchdowns or even, you know, maybe a touchdown and a field goal, the, the energy is going to, is going to just be gone out of Kinnick. Right. So that's- if you, if you would tell me our offense can get up to scoring 17 to 20 points, I would actually feel pretty dang good about that game. As yeah. Sad because that, because sad of our defense and special teams. Right. And the, the possibility of that game being a night game. Mike, do you see a change on the offensive coaching staff anytime during the season? I don't during the season. Um, and I really, as of right now, I, I have no faith that Kirk Ferentz really cares what anyone else thinks besides, you know, what he sees. And so I could see it being all the same come next year, even though that would, I just think I, you gotta do something different, but. So I, I a hundred percent agree with, with your take, uh, for the, to answer the question, let me ref- I'm going to kind of just change it up a bit just to ask you, because I'm curious, do you think there should be a change of roles or anything like that on the offensive coaching staff during the season? Like, I, what well, would that look like maybe? Well, it's kind of like, it's kind of like with the whole thing with, with um, Nebraska, right? Like you just, you get to the point where you're just like, okay, enough's enough. You know, yeah. you, you know, we like with Nebraska, you know, they could have kept um, frost a couple more weeks and yeah, went to the buyout, October. or they could have waited yep. till the end of the season. But what Trell Alberts, he kind of wanted to go in there and say, no, enough's enough. Yeah. But we're not going to settle to be mediocre. We're not going to settle for these for these close losses. Um, and we're just gonna we're just gonna do it now. And right. so with, and this is why it will never happen because it's his son. You know, that's the key. Yep. Is you know, yep. Kirk should. I mean, it should be one of those things where you know. Right. Or Gary Barta, right? You know, but see, you got Gary Barta. Well, I guess with with uh, Brian, that's actually that's who he reports to. He doesn't report well, yeah. to Kirk. So I saw someone on Twitter saying, "Why isn't Brian? Since Brian is technically, or since Gary Barta is technically Brian's, you know, boss, why is he not answering some of these questions about you know BF and why that's you know a fair why?" Question. So it just the whole thing. It's just, you know, Kirk has had so much success and, and, and I'm not taking that away. You know, I think I saw a tweet, you know, in the last five years we're top 10 and in, in most wins in college football and we're second in the big 10. So yeah, we've, we've won a lot and all that. So I can't dispute that, but it's just, so I'm not asking for much. I'm just asking. And I think the entire fan base will agree. We're just asking to be decent on offense. You know, yeah, we're not, act, we're not talking about the entire team here and we're not talking about a little bit of a bad- change. Right, right. You know, because from week one to week two, we didn't see any change. It was the same thing from 2017 to 2018, to, from 2018 to 2019, from 2019 to 2020. I mean, it's it's the same thing every single year. You know, we had an episode, maybe the second episode this year, where we went back and looked at each year and what we what we finished rank wise on the offensive categories, and it was just it was like the best was like it was like 70, 80, 80, 80. You know, 100. It's just right. like okay. When is this going to all change? Um, John, what will it take for Padilla to at least get a chance to see what he can do? Um, I think I said it before. Um, if if Petrus has a terrible first half, I think he'll finally get the nod. Um, that or if, if Petrus gets hurt. I think those are the only two things. I think if Petrus looks semi-decent, we're not seeing Padilla the rest of the year unless Petrus gets hurt. 100%. That or, that or the, you know, Kirk swallows his pride and, and actually wants to – wants to change in it and, and see what 
you know, what he can do. But I agree. Either it'll be an injury or or this next game, Spencer comes out and, and plays a terrible first half. Then I think you see him. But if you don't, 100%. Wait yep. for an injury, unfortunately. Um, Drake, Petrus looked a lot better the final two drives versus Iowa State, all shotgun formations. Um, why not more shotgun and less behind center for Petrus? Um, which I get that because especially with the offensive line play, how bad the offensive line play is, it's not it's not very good. Um, but I will say this, so the only reason why I think he looked better the final two drives is because it's just like in any offense, you know, when like hurry up the final two minutes or whatever. Um, right. it always seems like teams like just drive down the field pretty easily you get like that easy 10 yard pass because the defense is playing just so safe right and so right. i think that was a little bit more to do with why he looked better the final two drives but i do agree with the shot like being more in shotgun spread teams out right well um for, yeah and, and as much as he talks about footwork and stuff if you're under center and you're doing all this play action and drop backs and everything your footwork has to be pretty good so yeah. maybe eliminate some of that i don't know exactly so i i definitely agree i and another thing with be, being behind center is more times than not, it's it's eye formation. It's you know with yeah, with it's very the predict- money. Yep, and predictable. Everything's just, just so everybody's condensed. so yeah, yep, yep, condensed in. And so yeah, I like the idea of of way more shotgun. I think it would definitely help. Uh, Ben Ben's question here: What's worse, watching paint dry or watching this offense? I would say probably maybe watching uh paint dry. I think that's uh, we're <laughs> we're to the point where watching this offense, you almost want to put a bag over your head and tie it. And... Yeah, I I mean the only reason I would say watching paint dry is worse because like you it Iowa's offense is so bad that it's almost like oh, I might as well I kind of want to watch and see how bad they are. Yeah, that's true. It's almost to the point where yeah, that that's why that's the I, only reason I'm watching. Like, yeah. can it get yeah? W- can it get worse? Like that's and that's yeah. one of the main reasons why I'm pumped for this weekend. It's not really so much to go. There. I'm just ready to. I'm just ain't see if it's. Yeah, hopefully we can improve, but right, you know, is it going to be more? Is it going to be another day of just laughing at how bad it is? Yeah, I'm to the point where you know I'm I'm starting to just like yeah, like you said, just laugh more than just get mad about it because it's just so funny how how bad it actually is. Uh, Nick, last question, Nick Cooper DeGene at quarterback, what could go wrong? Nothing. Bowles coach, I would probably do it because anything can be better than what we have. But once again, we talked a lot first forty minutes about KF and how stubborn he is and how. You know, and it's his way or the highway. So I don't think that would ever happen. I think the but, only way that would ever happen is if like all three quarterbacks like just got hurt and we had right, no other option. Right. Yeah. No. That's. I mean, knowing Kirk and there's no way. And and I'm assuming Nick probably knows. Uh, like we've talked about, I think on the podcast, like um, he's a former quarterback, so it's not like totally out of the realm of possibilities that he he could do that. And he um, was a good quarterback too. Let's and he was athletic as yeah f so he he and then you see that when he plays defense like he mm-hmm. he is a multi-sport athlete like he's super athletic like no i i honestly it's sad to say i seriously think he would be a lot better than spencer he would though. now he is that question doing... is kind of a joke but it's really not in a sense he's been doing good on, on the defensive side so i can't i can't go can't no, get wrong no. there and the and he probably th- would look bad on offense because of how bad our offense, offense is, is. But that, and with the news of which sucks, by the way, uh, uh, Jamari or yeah, oh, Jamari yeah. Harris out for the year. Jamari Harris, yeah. You know, so that kind of sucks because that kind of puts a dent in the whole. You know, um, now Terry Roberts is going to obviously, which is fine. I, I love scary Terry, uh, but then you almost need Cooper DeGene on the defense right. now. 
you know, it went from like, well, you know, we don't really need, I mean, we have, we'll have Jamari and we'll have, you know, Terry Roberts. What happened? Now, what was wrong with Jamari? I no idea. I just said That's he was medical. Yeah. Yep. So after the okay. year. So, hmm. um, but yeah, that is our mailbag. Once again, you can submit your questions, just DM us on Twitter, uh, YouTube comment, whatever the case may be. And we will uh, answer them on the second episode of each week. So it's always kind of fun doing that. Um, sure. All right, let's get into wager winners before we kind of wrap up this episode, and uh, we'll just kind of go. Well, I'll start with you, but first we'll just give our. I'm five and five for the season. Tyler, you're four, five, and one. So let's. Uh, we both need to have a good week here. It's not like we're yeah. doing terrible. I mean, we could no. be zero and ten, so we're at least getting some wins. But we we definitely I, need to yeah. Be, uh, I had a little, little bit of a bounce back week last week, so hopefully we can keep the keep the train rolling here. So. I've got to start it off Nevada at Iowa under 39. Um, until I see that, that Iowa is going to just drop 40. I'll believe that when I see it. Um, I believe defense special teams is going to be on full force again. Yep. Um, and then the Iowa offense, I believe I, I had them at what? 27. They might get to 30. I don't think Nevada is going to score. I don't think Iowa – I mean, I hope and pray that I'm wrong, that they, they put up more than 20, 27, what I predicted. But until I see it, I'm not going to predict it. I bet the under last week, and that was clearly a uh, a win, and I'm going to do it again this week. So under 39, Colorado State at Washington State. I've got Washington State minus 17. Um, this is a team that just beat Wisconsin last week. Um, so could be a little bit of a letdown game, but I think at home um, they can get it done. Uh, Fresno State at USC. I got USC minus 11 and a half. I don't know. Fresno State has, a, I think, a decent offense, and they're always a decent-ish team. But the way USC is playing right now on offense, I think I'm going to take them. Uh, Miami at Texas A&M. I've got Miami plus five and a half. and m just lost last week to App State. Now they could come out really pissed off, totally motivated to dominate in this game. But Miami's actually a really good team, too. I think they're ranked like 13th or something. Um so I like them to cover that spread on the road. I don't know if they'll win, but I like them to cover. Liberty at Wake Forest. Riding with Wake Forest again. I think I've bet them, what is it, three straight weeks now. So minus 16 and a half at home over Liberty. Isn't Liberty decent, though? Or they worked yeah. last year, weren't they? Yeah, well, they had a uh, quarterback, Malik, Malik Willis, yep. um, who got drafted. I. I don't know. They. I know they have a good offense. I, I think Wake Forest, like I said last week, they had that that Hartman guy come back at quarterback after that medical issue. And they put up a shit ton of points last week and I'm going to have him cover at home again. All right. All right. So for me, um, I'm going to start with Oklahoma at Nebraska. I'm taking Nebraska plus 11 and a half. I think uh, Mickey Joseph, I think it's going to energize the players. Um, I think it was to the point where it almost felt like Scott Frost was almost just like a cancer to this team. Um, and I just think Mickey Joseph, I mean, Hell, hey, he's the one that coached uh, our boy, Justin Jefferson, and uh, Chase. And, you know, he's he's a he's a really good coach. He recruits well. Um, and he had a press conference yesterday that I thought was, you know, very striking. And, you know, he's ready to win. And and I just think, like I said, I just think the players will be motivated. And I don't think they'll – they well, they might beat Oklahoma, but I got to take the points here. They're at home. It's a big noon kickoff. They played well against Oklahoma last year. 
And this Nebraska team's better. I mean, they have a better roster this year and Oklahoma's roster isn't as good as last year. And yet they almost won on the road. So I got to take the points. Um, Purdue at Syracuse. Syracuse is actually not a bad school or team this year. They've actually, they're two and oh, and um, they've looked decent, but I got to go with Purdue big 10 school. You're there's really no points, you know, it's just pick them. Um, got to ride yeah. with, got to ride with Charlie Jones, right? Uh, <laughs> much as I hate saying that, but no, I think Purdue, um, with their offense and, and I, I don't know, I just think with their offense and then their decent defense, they should be fine. Um, Ohio at Iowa state, Iowa state, you know, coming off, you know, a huge win at Iowa. So it could potentially be a letdown game, but I saw a stat where Ohio is like ranked one of the worst teams passing defense. And Iowa state, obviously with Xavier Hutchinson likes to throw the ball, um, you're, you know, 18 points really isn't that much. I think last week, Ohio played, who did Ohio play last week? Did they play Ohio state? I forgot who they played, but let me look who they played. Cause I think they lost, they played Penn state and they lost 46 to 10. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, Iowa state should easily be able to win this game fairly easy. Uh, BYU at Oregon. Now I took Baylor last week against, against Baylor or against uh, BYU this week. I'm going to take BYU because I lost last week. Uh, plus three and a half at Oregon. So you're giving me some points. Um, this will obviously be a tough game on the road, but got to go with them. BYU's ranked too. They yeah. are. Well, no, they're ranked like number nine in the country. Yeah. Oh, Oregon's ranked, yeah. Oregon's ranked 25th. Um, yeah. And then Kansas plus 10 and a half or plus 10 at Houston. Never would I ever thought I would ever pick Kansas, but they are nine. No against the spread um, in the last, like, yeah. How many games? And um Houston's a good team. Don't get me wrong, but once again, just give me the points here. Uh, I'm not saying that they will beat Houston. They went on the road last week and they, they, they upset, you know, West Virginia on the road. So let's carry that momentum and uh, let's get a win. So, and, and win that bet. So I'm ready to go five and oh, I know you are too, Tyler. Uh, right. I'm not saying we will, but let's hope there's, there's always, you know, I need a good knows? week. Yeah. I need like a five and oh, four and one type of week to, kind of jumpstart me here i need to start instead of you know wager winner or with wager winner instead of doing college football i need to start doing nfl because i actually had a pretty good week one last week of nfl i got i hit almost all my bets besides one um and the one was uh the cowboys the freaking you know took them in a teaser i told you that well i took them in a no. teaser plus i and know, half. I, know. The, I thought you know what could go wrong there you know, hell, they might even win just this game. A broken hand, but the offense just is like I was broken, terrible broken thumb by Dak. Yeah. yeah, so that was that was the end of that. So it was a good week one of uh, NFL. Um, love that yeah. NFL. Um, started last Thursday with um, you know, the Bills Rams. It wasn't really a good game, but it was awesome seeing how good the Bills are. I mean, I, I like the Bills. I mean, they're just. Hey. I, I'm hoping that they and. As a Vikings fan, and I'm in your guys' fantasy football team, selecting Justin Justin Jefferson first overall. Man, it yep. was good to see him in that type of type of type of role that well, I, I was, used to see in Cooper Cup in. So yeah, I was well. I was just gonna say that too. Like the the Packers Vikings game. There's a lot of storylines in the NFL. Um, after week one, um, you could almost make yeah. a podcast about that. And, and like I said, I'm getting to the point where I love the NFL. Uh, but yeah, that was an impressive win with you know Vikings. Um. I think the Packers are fine. You know, you look at last year, they lost like 38 to three or something week one. Uh, but there's definitely, there's definitely going to be some problems with Aaron Rodgers and this young receiving core. I think there's gonna be a lot of growing pains. And I just think, and I said this from day one, when they lost 
uh, Devontae Adams. It's like you can't replace someone that good. And it's going right. to – it's just – I just don't see it. They'll, ma- they'll make the playoffs. I mean, don't get me wrong. They'll make the playoffs. Right. I mean, they could hell win the NFC North, but they're not They're not a Super Bowl team. Um, you know, and then seeing, you know, what, what, what are some other teams? Like 49ers losing. That was kind of surprising. Um, the Chiefs just dominated. You know, I think they're safe to say you're, they're not going to – I mean, they're going to miss um, – What's his name? Tyreek. Yep, they're gonna miss Tyreek, but I don't know. I think they're. I think they'll be the, just the, fine. Andy Reid's a great offensive mind, and he he knows how to utilize Patrick Mahomes and his, you know, yep. the weapons that he still has. Exactly. So. And then seeing the Broncos <laughs> lose against the Seahawks, I mean, I I never would have thought that. That was another bet that I actually got wrong. I bet also, wrong. yeah, and and I was gonna say real quick, how much how much better is Monday Night Football now? Oh, yes. Oh. With like the better. old Fox announcers. Yep. And I had people give Troy shit Eggman about Joe, Joe Buck. Buck, but like, I just, it's so much more enjoyable to listen to. It is. It really and is. And honestly, like, and with Sunday Night Football, it sucks not seeing Al Michaels, but I, I do like Mike Tirico. I think he's a, he's a good comment, yeah. you know, commentator. So, and then, yeah, tomorrow yeah. night we got a, or well, I guess you guys are listening to this on Thursday, so it will be tonight. Uh, But Thursday Night Football, it's the premiere of Al Michaels and Kirk Street. Another really good game. Uh, Chargers at Chiefs. Um, can't yep. you can't go wrong there. So, yeah. What's that on? Amazon Prime. That's what I thought. Yep, Amazon Prime Video. So you gotta have Amazon Prime people out there, which I'm sure almost everyone has. It's just yeah. something that is kind of I don't know. I've always had Amazon Prime. So, um, so yeah, you have to stream it. That'll be my first yep. like really officially first ever game that I I've always had cable and stuff like that. So streaming a game is gonna be kind of weird. <laughs> uh, but I'm excited for that game. So. All right, well, that will do it for this episode. Uh, we'll be back again, um, hopefully going over a impressive win, right? Yeah, like I, I'm tired just give of me, – Just give me a one – can the run game get going? Can Spencer look okay? Yep. Can I Can I just talk about something freaking positive on yeah, this podcast I'm about the of, offense? I'm getting tired of being negative every single week. I mean – we started this episode or this podcast up back in July, and we it was positive after positive after you know positive going all yeah. the way up until the first. And I loved it. I hate being negative all the time. And then you know we see what you know we see the product on the field. We see you know you know people are spending money. People are going you know it's expensive going to Iowa. Time by, and money. Yep. Yeah, by the time, time you pay money. for your ticket, pay for parking, you pay for gas, you pay for food, all that, and you watch that on the field. It yeah, it's no wonder people are getting pissed. So, um, all right, man. Well, that will be it for this episode. Uh, once again, support us by, you know, leaving a review, telling your friends, sharing it, whatever the case may be. Um, like I said, my favorite thing is YouTube now. So if there's an, if there's a way to listen to it, go to YouTube, but you don't have to, you can always listen to it on iHeart, Apple podcasts, Google podcasts and Castbox, and you name it, we are on it. So, all right, Tyler, have a good night and we'll talk later. Go Hawks. All right, dogs.